Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from Kitty Academy, educational childcare that's dedicated to nurturing the amazing aspects of each child's imagination and character. Now enrolling nationwide. Visit kittyacademy.com for locations and to learn more. It's All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boylan along with Robin Hilton. On today's show, one of the most talented songwriters around from Melbourne, Australia, Courtney Barnett. Courtney Barnett's new album is called Tell Me How You Really Feel. And it got me thinking, what if the audience did just that? Told Courtney how they felt about her songs. So we put out this call on social media that asked, how do our songs hit you? What words stick with you? What do they mean to you? Courtney Barnett came to NPR, and we read some of these powerful notes to her, and conversation and music ensued. I begin the conversation by wondering if she cared how people interpret the songs she sings. I don't mind how they interpret them, I think, is the thing. Like, uh, I think songs are, are meant to be open for interpretation, and uh, people are always going to project different ideas on things, depending on where their own mind is at anyway, so... Yeah. Robin Hilton's going to read our first... Hey, Courtney. Oh, Hi. <laughs> which comes from uh, Daniel, is it? Daniel. He writes to say, Your music has meant so much to me and gotten me through a lot within the past five years. I've been listening to Tell Me How You Really Feel every day this summer. My last partner was very emotionally manipulative and controlling with little reciprocation of patience and understanding of my mental health needs. Walking on eggshells and I'm not your mother, I'm not your bitch helped me realize I shouldn't put myself in such terrible situations. I want to play it and you think about what mm-hmm. Daniel said and let's see what happens. I'm not your mother, I'm not your bitch, I hear you mother under your breath, put up or shut up. flexing muscles earlier <laughs> a long story that we won't go into but that your band is i mean it's so muscular before we get to daniel's comment and thoughts on it do you remember how you all got so inspired to like 
flame up like that because it's really intense. Yeah, um, I'm so happy with how that song came together because I, if um, <laughs> I'm sure I've got it somewhere, but um, I kind of wrote that song by myself with a uh, you know garage band, and I I did the um oh the program garage band right yeah yeah yeah, yeah and I did uh, I did the the bass line and then I I programmed these uh you know computer drums and it's a really funny version of God, it. God, I'd love to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have it on your phone or anything. Do you? I don't. No, yeah, uh, I don't. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this anyone, is not that I don't though. know if anyone should ever hear it but when I when I showed it to the band I was like this is this is how it goes I mean they got it straight away it's totally that there's such um Dave Dave and Bones uh, I've been playing with them for so long and they're just so switched on emotionally tuned into how I write songs and exactly what that kind of energy and um the emotion behind stuff needs to be apart from obviously you know amazing technical yeah. skills but um i think that that emotional side of of making music is is just as important so daniel this song meant a lot to him yeah actually he says all of your music gets me up in the day and i can't help but jam to your tunes that somehow incorporate your loving understanding of mental health with the femme rock punch of frustration. You help me get all my wiggles out. And it's so comforting to know one of my favorite artists has similar problems to mine. Please keep doing what you're doing. When I saw you at the Nelsonville Music Festival, I couldn't help but push all the way down to the front, meeting all the gays in love with you, just moshing. <laughs> yes. I wish I was there. I wish I'd been there for that. Some songwriters write songs because it sort of helps them along in life. And then the extra benefit is is that it does the same for someone listening. Do you find it the writing of the songs cathartic in any way for you? Yeah, I think uh, it's a really um, amazing thing that I've figured out along the way is, uh, is yeah, it's, you know, writing songs like this in my kind of very private personal space and then sharing them is such a vulnerable thing but then I think the um the unexpected uh element which I guess I didn't think about or or consider is how people connect with them and over time and especially you know the last few years of touring and people interpreting them in different ways and and that comfort that we all find in music for whatever we need like whatever our own situation is we're always going to find what we need in a song. Right, because we'll each interpret the song for the problems that we have at the moment yeah. and it speak to us. Just, I mean, political songs do that, or quote-unquote political songs mm. do that, songs that may be about something more generic. Isn't uh, the artist Milk, wasn't that true of her her music and her songs? That Some of them were very personal, but they took on a different and larger... Well, yeah, life. and with a tremendous amount of honesty in them, too, which is what really resonates with people. I, th I think people can tell when it comes from a, a true place. Is the next step when you perform it, is there another interpretation for either that you make to a song or the oh, next yeah. level of catharsis for you? Yeah, and I think that song that that we just played, I'm Not Your Mother, I'm Not Your Bitch, I think that's the greatest example for me of a song making complete 100% sense in the moment of performing it. I've really struggled kind of explaining it maybe because it, it really touches on some stuff that maybe the part of my brain that is self-defense mechanism kind of kicks in and and refuses to admit whatever it is that I'm talking about or thinking about so it's honest but I think in 
communicating about it, it's hard to be completely honest, but in performing it, mm. it all makes sense in the two minutes or whatever it's it not is. Not even. <laughs> <laughs> and I can completely kind of connect with with what it is and where it, and where it's coming from and all those emotions that are kind of packed in there. But then you were saying how I connect with them over time and yeah, performing them live and I think I think that again is always different and always growing because obviously there's the moment and I think there's the many moments of writing of being in different states of mind and different over whatever period of time it takes to write them but performing I think you know it takes on the mood of the day or the the mood that I'm in when I'm performing or whatever I might have read in the news like two hours before I go on stage and it can completely give a song a different meaning or a diff- at least a different kind of path to to go down. Do you ever turn 23 and back on a couch in a place that you lived in when you wrote the thing or, you know, does it take you back in time as well? Sometimes, yeah, yeah that kind of um, nostalgic, uh, I think that's nice, the kind of history uh history walk <laughs> yeah cool let's let, let read something else what do we got uh, this is from a, a fan named Circe in fort wayne indiana she says the first song i really came across by courtney was avant gardener it really spoke to me we all have days when we're having trouble breathing in i love how truly relatable her lyrics are her newest album hits me in a whole new way and speaks to a different set of feelings that i think many people and especially women have i'm thinking specifically of nameless faceless and charity thank you for making such wonderful music courtney i also just saw your show in columbus and it was phenomenal (laughs) Uh, thanks let's do this let's play uh, nameless faces
that Margaret Atwood um, quote that's in there, uh, when you read that, is that when you were inspired to write, or was it something that's been twirling in your head for a while? Oh, I think the the, the, the kind of overall I, you know message and idea of that song has just been toiling around for forever and for, for years. Um, but that quote, I think I just wrote it down in my diary, and oh. men are scared that women will laugh at them, women are scared that men will kill them. Yeah, I remember seeing it and writing it down and thinking how powerful it was. And then I must have just kind of slipped it in and into the song. And um, I kind of always had the intention to take it out, actually. I didn't think, I thought it was a bit too wordy. Mm. <laughs> a bit like... Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> we have Courtney Barnett. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it happens a lot. And mm. then I, it ends up... Uh, I, you know, I sing it around the house and then I get used to it and then then I can't get rid of it. So obviously it's kind of the perfect um, tone for for that song. And that song obviously touches on so many different kind of levels of misogyny and violence and the kind of online, like anonymous online seemingly harmless versus the like truly physical. So yeah, it kind of, I feel like kind of encompasses the that world. The writer of that last note was talking about having those days that uh, what how how did she describe it as sort of uh, out of trouble breath breathing and, in yeah and and then reaching for an artist and I think people who <clears throat> listen to music beyond background or something to sing along with uh, who find solace in that art form uh, reach for something and and m- most artists do and did mm-hmm. as they as they grow up. Someone for you who who you reach for in either those breathless days or, or someone who you need whose words you can really feel and connect to yeah I um I guess there's uh, there's different different people for different uh different moods and <laughs> different kind of levels of volume but I know that a big one for me is Joni Mitchell Joni Mitchell blue is an album that I kind of calms me and yeah it's 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 often a one that i that i go back to do you want to pick a tune we play just a little because there are people out here who don't know right? yeah don't yeah. know this record don't know johnny um robin's shaking his head but i true, used to be right? one of them yeah. i used yeah, to go. i used to be one of them and, and no know. shame there to, <laughs> no to shame. discover someone at any point in your life is is worth discovering exactly um i think uh a case of you okay that's great Oh, you're in my blood like cool 
I would still be on have a voice like that <laughs> oh my god to be a, i mean to be able to express so immediate and so direct mm. and like, how could you it's impossible not to be touched by that yeah it uh <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> it, it's um it's quite breathtaking i think yeah let's go to our next uh because I, I, I don't even know what to say after playing jo- that song from Johnny mitchell a case of you This comes from Eric, who writes, The last few years of my life have been, alongside many joyous memories, marked by my attempts to take control of my depression. I've managed to make significant progress and owe a lot of that to a wonderful, supportive partner. Upon hearing Charity, I finally found an expression of the tremendous gratitude I have for the steadfastness and dedication she's provided me over the last several years. Getting to sing along the words at the Pitchfork Music Festival this past weekend was positively cathartic. Thank you for writing a song that I didn't know I so badly needed. Uh, that's a great line. Yeah, when you discover something that you, you didn't know, you didn't know how much you needed it before it, before it arrived. When you play... And you're looking out, well, can you look? So many artists play with their eyes closed. Let's mm. start there. And I think you're one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think uh, I definitely do a lot play with my eyes closed. And I used to a lot more than I than I do now. But I I think it's a nerve, nervous and a concentration thing. Sometimes I look around and I get... I'm trying to read what's on someone's T-shirt and next thing I've forgotten the lyrics. And <laughs> and sometimes if I forget one lyric, I forget the whole song. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I can't pick up from uh, the next spot. But no, I definitely um, I look around a whole lot more and, and I really like it, looking at people and seeing them singing or crying. Or It's really incredible. It's really emotional. <laughs> yeah. I bet it is it has it changed when the venues get bigger for you is that a barrier or does it um no I think it's it's just always different depending on um 
yeah, I mean, you know, big festivals versus kind of venues, you can always, um, there's always people that stand out and draw some sort of, I don't know, Every, I mean, everyone's experiencing something, yeah. whether it's boredom <laughs> <laughs> or, um, <laughs> you know. Let's play charity. wish you had a guru who told you to let it go, let it go. I, I think that's m- more than likely one of the lines that uh, our, our last letter writer was uh, was probably screaming at, <laughs> at the at the Pitchfork Festival. It's such a great it's such a great line. Did you have someone in mind when you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or, or are we going to let that go? <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, I won't divulge yeah. completely um, the stories, but uh, it means so much to me when people, um, I mean, all of these letters are, are so incredible. It's so, it's, it is, it's a really kind of overwhelming, but I'm really grateful that, that people, um, you know, can get so much, uh, so much meaning and so much, you know, some level of help, you know, even if it's loose direction in uh, in life, it's it's incredible. The one thing that uh, I've noticed at a few shows I've been to of yours is the uh, the mother daughter, mother son, father daughter, father son, the, mm. like the generational thing that happens in the audience where you just see parents in their children yeah children could be in their 20s but you know what i mean uh bonding over uh this 
music and and imagining the different meanings that these two same people are getting from the songs because mm. certainly when you're 22 and if you're 52 relationships have different meaning mm. to you and i i just my brain thinks that way and i just imagine the little things that twirl in people's head and the conversations that might happen between families over music which is also a, a quite a beautiful thing yeah it's a good way to look at it yeah there I, i've i've always loved uh looking around my my crowds and it's it's such a uh broad range of people it's i love it i was going to say i wonder why it connects generationally but i think it's clear let's take a quick break we'll be right back with courtney barnett i'm bob boylan and you're listening to all songs considered from npr music this message comes from NPR sponsor, the Lagunitas Brewing Company. Founder Tony McGee says that learning to brew craft beer took inspired amateurism. It's like punk music. They just picked things up and they said, if I can make this thing make noise, I can do it in rhythm and people will dance and we will fill up rooms with people angry as we are. And so it was with craft brewing. To discover how music plays a part in more than just great beer at Lagunitas, visit lagunitas.com music. Support also comes from Masterclass, offering online classes taught by masters of their craft. Each class is shot with cinematic production quality and offers on-demand lessons loaded with exclusive content. Listeners can learn about photography from Annie Leibovitz, writing from Malcolm Gladwell, music production from Armin Van Buren, and a whole lot more. For a limited time, All Songs Considered listeners get a free seven-day trial when they sign up at masterclass.com slash allsongs. I'm Bob Boylan. I'm here with Robin Hilton. I'm here with Courtney Barnett. We're reading listener notes interpreting Courtney Barnett's songs or telling Courtney how their songs make them feel. Where do you want to take us, Mr. Hilton? Uh, This is a a note from Rachel, who writes, I heard Anonymous Club for the first time while watching Clea Duvall's The Intervention. This was a time where I was deeply contemplating my sexuality and what it means to have an intimate adult relationship. Your lyrics and tone in Anonymous Club reflect intimacy in a way which finally resonated with me. Despite what the world tells us, maybe intimacy in both friendships and relationships is really just as simple and as complicated as metaphorically swapping clothes and drinking wine. <laughs> that comes from Rachel. I can really connect with with what that writer said. I, I feel like maybe it's a lifelong journey of figuring out that kind of line of relationship and friendship and intimacy and vulnerability and all those all those <laughs> those things. But um, I mean, even back to the uh, the theme of interpretation. And I don't think that there's ever a right or wrong interpretation, but for me, the Anonymous Club was always more a kind of friendship, like the relationship of a friendship and not so much, you know, a loving relationship, which is maybe what they were connecting with. So, I mean, it's a slightly different kind of interpretation, but but I love that it that, that they connected with that. When someone uses your music for picture, something very literal, the interpretation can be locked for people. And we can countlessly, Robin, probably rattle off 20 of them, but songs and movies and their association with one another and how hard it is to... You got one in mind? Oh, well, the the quintessential one is Peter Gabriel's In Your Eyes, which will forever be associated with the kid holding the boombox over his head and you know playing it for the, the girl he's trying to get. Right, there you go. And And so... I just wonder how you feel about 
you have an intent, you write this thing that you care about, mm. it goes out into the world, somebody, with your permission, uses it in the film, and now it has a completely different meaning for probably a generation, because films are often generational. Mm. Okay with that? Uh, yeah, I, I think um, that once you kind of write a song and release it, it, it belongs to to not just you, and it's... Uh, it's out there for for any. I mean, yeah, that you're talking about really locking it into a to one idea, but I think that's that's fine. It's always been my problem <laughs> with with music videos, though. Well, I, I was just going to say it happens all the time with music videos right. if and, the if the artist has turned it over to someone else to make for them. You and know, and I always I'm torn when I see music. It's, well, yeah. it's like people reading a book and then seeing the movie. You're seeing the movie before mm. they read the book, and I don't know. Maybe do, that's why I like films so much because I like how. You know, the writer has one idea, the director has another idea, the producer has another idea, the casting agent has a different... And all somehow all these different ideas come together mm-hmm. and it becomes this completely different thing from any one of those things on their own. Yeah. There you go. Let's do this. Let's take us out on one more. We'll play a song and one more letter. Thanks for all the people who wrote. We got some... I mean, I don't know how you take... Well, you're doing well. Take into, you know, because you're humble, <laughs> but take into all this, these sorts of incredible compliments. Your songwriting does mean so much to people, and I think that's the most beautiful thing. And I, I know you feel such great fortune for being able to reach so many people and and it be meaningful. I mean, my gosh, it's, it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. We got one more because this person actually, Courtney... This person needs advice. Okay, so this is, this is your... <laughs> I'm not good at advice. <laughs> oh, no, you're going to be okay with this one, I think. Let's, let's uh, this comes from Jazz or Jasmine. Courtney's music has soundtracked my transition from angsty teen into full-grownish adult beautifully and has shown me that there's someone else out there who gets it, even though she may be on the other side of the planet. I would tell you my favorite song and lyric from Tell Me... But it changes every time I listen to the album. I think it would be a bit excessive to get all the lyrics from it tattooed, so I reckon I'll have to choose just one. <laughs> Love you and your music. So, that would That not would be a, a lot of body space. <laughs> I think, I mean, if I was going to get one of those lyrics tattooed, it would probably be, um, I get most self-defensive when I know I'm wrong, which is from I'm not your mother, I'm not your bitch. Ah. I think that's a good uh, kind of reminder every day to recognize where your kind of anger and frustration comes from in moments and deal with it appropriately. Robin, help me here. What should I well, get? I was thinking that too. I, the first song, that's the first song I thought of too, I just, but I was just thinking I'm not your mother. You know, a lot of people get mom tattooed on there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not your mother. So uh, it would say in small letters, it would say, I'm not your, <laughs> and then mom. Yeah. <laughs> not quite the same. <laughs> Another nice one would be, um, you know, it's okay to have a bad day, which is from Hopefulness, the first oh, track. That's great. That's a, that's I like a nice that. reminder. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, for I sure. like that. Let's go out on that song. All right. Thank you. For doing this. Thanks so much for having me. For PR Music, it's all songs considered.